the Navy Midshipmen were the second Division I team to release the 2020 schedule. Navy comes into the 2020 season after a 2019 campaign that saw the Midshipmen go 6-7 and seven overall, 4-4 four and four in the Patriot League. They missed the Patriot League tournament and saw a coaching change over the summer as Joe Amplo arrived in Annapolis, replacing former head coach Rick Soule. This is the 2020 schedule preview, Navy Midshipmen. Welcome into the Ocas Bucket Podcast. I'm your host as always, Tanner Dimling. Today we're going over the 2020 schedule for the Navy Midshipmen. As mentioned in that intro there, 6-7 and seven overall, 4-4 four and four in the Patriot League. Former Mar- uh, Marquette head coach Joe Ampro comes into the plate to replace Rick Soule after he was fired at the end of the season. Whether you agreed with that move or not, uh, they went 6-7 and seven last year, obviously missed the Patriot League tournament and NCAA tournament. They're looking to get back into the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2016 when they lost to Brown in the quarterfinals. Now, going into the schedule here, something interesting. They have four, uh, five scrimmages this uh, preseason. They don't start their, se- their season, regular season, until... February 7th when they play Manhattan at home. But they scrimmage Jacksonville and North Carolina. Both those are in Chapel Hill at UNC. They scrimmage Delaware, Penn, and Georgetown all at home. Penn and Georgetown both on February 1st. So Navy, they open the season at Manhattan. Kind of a cupcake game, if you will, there. And they go to Furman, which, you know, Furman has not won an out-of-conference game since coming into Division One in around 2013, 13, somewhere in there. Um, not won a non-conference game. So, again, starting the year with two kind of feeler games to get things uh, in order. You know, obviously Joe Ample coming with a new head coach uh, should be good for them there. Uh, in, in addition, those five scrimmages. Their first real test, um, and you can't see, I'm using air quotes here, test is at Richmond on February 18th. SoCon champions from a year ago. This should be a pretty good test for Navy, especially on the defensive end. Uh, Richmond returns a very strong team from last season. Um, they do have some losses, but overall this team is definitely a very good squad. And while they may not be uh, Patriot League, uh, you know, top-tier Patriot League caliber like Navy wants to be, uh, Richmond definitely a power in the SoCon and a good test. Um, their first big game is at Maryland on February 22nd. They'll meet Maryland in College Park 
on the on the road at this one. Maryland, they went to the quarterfinals last season. Uh, this is the 93rd all-time meeting between the two programs. Maryland leads the series 60-33. to They won last year's contest 13-9. to Pretty easily won there as Navy was not very good last season. Uh, but this is really a one-two circle. If you're going over key games, Maryland definitely one of them. And another key game, uh, I, I would say, coming up right after that on the road as well, on February 29th, as they open Patriot League play against Lehigh on the road. Uh, Lehigh, uh, Patriot League championship appearance last season. They they lose a lot of talent, but they return a lot as well. Um, Navy leads the all-time series 32-8 to in the 30 meetings these two squads have had. Lehigh won last year 15-8 to in a pretty handedly uh, victory there for them. So Navy looking to uh, avenge their loss to the Mountain Hawks there. And a, a, a crucial game in the Patriot League. Uh, then another Patriot League game here against Colgate uh, at home after that three-game road stretch. Navy beat Colgate last year 16-11. to They lead the all-time series 15-7 to in the 22 meetings between the two squads. This is uh, maybe an, a, an easier conference game for Navy, I would say. Uh, Colgate coming into second year under new head, uh, second year for head coach Matt Carwick there with the Raiders. Another big game for Navy this season: March 14th versus Johns Hopkins. Navy and Hopkins renewing their long-standing rivalry after a brief hiatus in 2018-2019. This rivalry goes back to 1908. Hopkins leads the all-time series 63-27. to This one should uh, be intense as ever, especially coming off that two-year hiatus when they did not play each other. Both teams kind of looking to... Uh, Move the needle more a little here in 2020 as well. So it should be an interesting one there and a good one as always. After that Hopkins game, it's all Patriot League from that point on for Navy. They are at home versus Holy Cross. And uh, an interesting one because they both have newly minted head coaches. Uh, Peter Burke being having his interim tag lifted at Holy Cross. So his second year is the head coach, but first year is the full-time head coach after being uh, the interim head coach for last year. Should be an interesting one. Um, Holy Cross won last year 12-9. to I know that's one that uh, Navy fans, you know, Holy Cross is not considered a top-tier lacrosse school, so for Navy to lose to them 12-9 to with the history they have there and everything, it's kind of a... Uh, it's not one that sits well with the Navy faithful, and I certainly want to avenge that one there. They're at Boston U. Boston, they definitely have a strong squad this year, but not as good as you know last year with Chris Gray, obviously him transferring out. This one I think is kind of a coin flip if you're going to look for a game. Could go either way. Boston won last year. 
13 to 12. The all-time series is tied at three as of now. Uh, they will travel. Or they will play at home against Loyola in state foe. Um, Loyola. This one always uh, always a good one. Loyola and Navy both kind of two different looking teams this year from. Uh, Navy with the new head coach and some new talent coming in. And then Loyola, after losing Pat Spencer and Chase Scanlon, transferring to Syracuse. So both of these ones should be um, interesting teams in 2020. Uh, Should make for another good game there. Uh, Navy will have two road games after that Loyola matchup at Lafayette, which... You know, I don't. I don't think would be a difficult one. Lafayette's only beaten Navy twice. Uh, Navy leads the all-time series nineteen to two. They won last year twelve to seven. Lafayette, not the strongest team in the Patriot League by any stretch. They will then have their rivalry game against Army, taking on West Point. Should say arch rival Army. This one, no matter how good either team is. Always means a lot and is always um, always very, very highly competitive. Last year, uh, Army won 9-8 in overtime. Very competitive game. And, and Army was really good last year. Navy was not. And as I mentioned, it doesn't matter how good either of these teams are. Throw all the record books out the window. This is going to be a battle just like it always is. Um, Navy does lead the all-time series 61-36. They wrap up their season at home against Bucknell in late April, April 24th to be exact. Navy won last year's game 13-8, lead the all-time series 11-8. This is a Bucknell team that really was not what they were in 2018, uh, and neither was Navy, so definitely won. And it, if if it you know, being the last game of the season and the way the Patriot League works and everyone seems to beat up on e- on each other all year long um, with having, I believe, 10 teams in the conference, you know, this one could go either way and it could mean different things for uh, both teams. And we've, we've seen some of these the final weeks of the Patriot League season come down to those final games uh, for who makes it in the conference tournament and who does it and certainly seating purposes as well. Thanks for listening to the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. As always, you can find us on lacrossebucket.com, on social media at Lacrosse Bucket, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Lacrosse Bucket. Well, it's always lacrosse season. In terms of what what I think Navy will do this year and what they um, what their record will be and everything, you know, at, at the moment looking at this, and I don't want to speculate kind of what their offense will look like, what their defense will look like, and and and, and all of that. Like we know who they have coming back, we know who they all that, but. Under Joe Ampla and this new coaching staff, things uh, things could be very different for Navy this season. Um, and so looking at this schedule, 
I think there's a lot of good new energy in that in that um in that locker room there with Joe Amplo and uh uh you know he's a, he's a great coach he was able to get it done at, at Marquette and uh, really grow that program so I think him stepping into Navy um well I think he is an Annapolis native if I'm not mistaken or grew up around there you know really buying into that culture and and really creating success I think Joe Amplo is is one of the best at doing that. I think this is a team. I no. I think they go eight and five this year. With I'm, I'm taking the losses being Maryland, Lehigh, Hopkins, Loyola. Which honestly, I think Loyola is kind of a coin flip. I think Lehigh is kind of a coin flip. It's a fifty fifty thing. And then Army, and I already mentioned Army is is really anything can happen in that game. At any point in time, and it has been proven time and time again. Every single year when those two teams play, you know you never know what you're gonna get. But this is a Navy team. I just think coming off the year they did what they had last year, you didn't see that much success. I think they go eight and five. And when you look at what like last year. They only had, let's see, I'm looking at the schedule here right now. They only had three, four uh, conference losses. That was Loyola, Lehigh, Holy Cross. They lost three in a row there. Beat Colgate, lost to Army. Those are the only conference losses. The other two losses were to Syracuse, Princeton, and Maryland. Obviously, two two good programs, and Princeton is not a very good team at the moment. Uh, But... This is a Navy squad. They have a lot of promise. Get Christian Daniel back at that attack position. Nick Cole at attack as well. You lose Grayson Terrain and Ryan Wade, who are two of the leaders on that team um, at the midfield and attack positions. And really, it's it's not... You look at those two losses, and it doesn't look too good. But look underneath, and they have a lot of good young talent. That can be and some good freshmen coming in as well. Uh, Ryan Kern returns in cage coming into his senior season. So I think that leadership on the defensive end from a senior is definitely something that uh, you always see. Now, the one thing I am kind of worried about with Navy and have been worried about for the past few years is they're not, you know, and I mentioned Grayson Terrain and was has been the best midfielder over the past couple seasons. They've had some injuries at that midfield that really set them back a lot, and I think some of those injuries really uh, impacted that team over the past few seasons, which really didn't allow them to be as successful as as, as they may, when you look at them on paper, think they can be, and uh, I, I, that's one of those reasons why I didn't necessarily like the firing of Rick Soul, but you're at Navy, it's it's a storied program, you have to win, he Obviously, hadn't done that since 2016 when they went to the NCAA tournament and the quarterfinals losing to Brown. So, I mean, all understandable. Joe Amplo, fantastic coach, fantastic hire. I think this is a team that goes 8-5, and five, though. I, you know, nothing special, but it's certainly better than they were last year. I don't think they win the Patriot League. I think they probably, depending on where, where they get seated, you know, if, if they do, in fact, have two – 
conference losses like I and my predictions have them. I think, you know, they could go, depending on what the rest of the league does, they could be a 1-2 seed, they could be a, a 3 seed. And um, remember, the Patriot League is the only t- uh, conference that has quarterfinals, semifinals, and a championship. Most is just semifinals and championship in lacrosse. Patriot League is the only one that does that. The NEC might establish that this year because they're having 10 teams as well. Uh, with the, well, actually, they won't have 10 teams eligible for the tournament, though, because Merrimack's coming in D, to D1, only nine eligible for the tournament for this year and next year. So they may not do it this year, but it's only coming in that conference as well. Um, but Navy, I you know, I think they make the Patriot League tournament 8-5, and five, as I said, and this is a team. There's a lot of promise there. There's a lot of youth that's coming back. Um on both ends of the ball, you have a lot of good energy with Joe Amplo, who I think is one of the best head coaches in college lacrosse um, in terms of building a program. And he clearly showed that at, at Marquette. He was part of some successful teams as an assistant at Hofstra as well. So, you know, looking at that, and I think this is a team that is on the up and up. They may not be, when you're looking at coaches changing, changing and all that, when you're looking at coaching carousel and saying, okay, what program am I going to buy the most stock into? Navy may not be that program because, and a lot of it is there are those, the military aspects and there's those recruiting hurdles you have to get over. Once you get over those, you get the talent in that they've been able to get year in and year out despite all those other requirements that many people don't want to do. You got to get a special kind of kid in there. You get a special kind of kid in there. With that talent, you can have success. This is a program that's on the up and up and should have a decent year compared to what they did last year. As always, protecting 8 and 5. Oh, repeating myself again here 8 and 5. Make the Patriot League tournament. Don't make the NCAA tournament.